We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is Front Office Friday! Let's go. It is Friday. The NBA Front Office Show is here live. We're talking NBA basketball. It is the last weekend before the postseason starts up. Awesome stuff. We, we can't wait to get into playoff basketball. And of course, we're so excited to spend Friday here with you talking hoops and taking your questions and comments. Keith, I, I we missed a couple of shows this week. I was out in, in Las Vegas doing some recording at the, the studio at Blue Wire and uh you know the way time can kind of get away from you <laughs> in Las Vegas. Yeah. I was exhausted. But here's the worst part. I can't, I, I had a 5 a.m. flight yesterday. 5 a.m. flight out of, out of Las Vegas to get back in time for my daughter's soccer game. Game got canceled. Oh, brutal. <laughs> oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, I, I do those early flights out of Vegas, too, uh, when it's time to come home just because I want to get home. Like, I'm by the time I'm done with Vegas, like I am done yeah, with yeah. Vegas. Like I am ready to be ready to get, get home and everything. So yeah, I, I hear you, man. That's uh that's brutal. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. That was that was not easy, but glad to be glad to be back in my normal studio setting. I love recording there from, from Vegas, obviously, but back in my normal studio setting, and we're back at it with front office show. And this is, of course, Friday. So everybody joining us live, welcome in. We've got plenty of things to talk about today. Uh, on the NBA schedule, but Keith, just looking at looking at the standings right now. Obviously, a lot of teams are starting to get locked in. The Bucks yeah. getting locked in, the Suns getting locked in. Uh, what is there any any particular situation in either conference right now that you're really keeping an eye on heading into these last few days? Yeah, obviously that those last couple spots in the uh, playoffs and playing for for the Western Conference, right? That's that's really the only thing I'm fully keeping an eye on. I, I think. I mean, the East, the top five is locked up. The Nets only have to win one of their final two games to to lock up. Uh, this one, Tatum's barking. I <laughs> hear him. He's making an appearance from from afar uh, here on the show. But yeah, we are. Um, you know, the East. It's the Nets got to win one to get in six, and then playing positioning is still up for grabs a little bit there. But yeah, I think it's it's that that uh, middle of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, playoff picture and then the, then the play in tournament still in the west where we're still down to it with only a couple games left for every team and here's a question coming in it says serious question do you guys think the nets will win today orlando switched their players from out to questionable 
and I'm scared. So uh, moving up here to look at, at the net situation, they, they do need to win this game. But I would think even if Orlando has everybody playing, the Nets should be the favored team here. But that said, Orlando isn't a team you can overlook at all. They have a puncher's chance against against you on any given night. But I don't know. I mean, I guess if Orlando really was resting everybody, they're, they're kind of conceding the win to the Nets. Whereas if Orlando does play their guys, the Nets are going to have to fight for it a bit. But the Nets should be the favorite regardless. Yeah, so I have a handful of thoughts on this one. The first yeah. is that it is um... – the Magic have a lot to say here. They play the Nets, and then they close the season with the Heat. Mm. So they're they're heavily involved in the in the end of uh, this stuff here. But I think what is uh, mostly in this um, uh, thing is this is injury report stuff. They had to switch their guys from out to questionable because they were out last night. So because it's a back to back for the Magic, you have to put an update out. Um, and they put their update out, and that's why they switched them on the questionable for for uh, tonight. Okay. So that's that's where that's at. So or so so just you know it is what it is with that side of it. So I think we'll see if they play anybody. Last night was their last home game of the year, fan appreciation night. They didn't play any of their starters. All five starters were benched. So I think the Magic are kind of done. But to your bigger bigger part is the um, you know the Nets should win no matter what, right? They should beat the. The, the magic no matter what so i think the nets are gonna get six i think heat will be seven and then we'll see you know between atlanta and toronto because that's still up in the air and obviously you would rather be eight than nine because if you're eight you get a a double shot at uh you know winning um you know you only get to win once to get through mm-hmm. so so that's uh where that one comes from okay let's let's talk about this um Shaco said, greetings are we, we are, I'm assuming he means the Lakers, uh, 10 point favorites. Should we be sure that Phoenix is resting? So I, I don't think you, the, the Suns were coy about it. They weren't saying for sure, but somebody typically knows. And when you see the line that have, like if everybody was playing, the Suns are probably the favorites in this match. Although second out of back to back, maybe the line is close, but I mean, the Suns haven't lost yet with Kevin Durant. So the fact that the Lakers are a 10-point favorite suggests that uh, most betters are assuming that the Suns are going to be resting everybody for tonight's game. And they're locked into the four seed. So I think that would would make a lot of sense if I'm Phoenix. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we see anybody on the back-to-back if the, the, if the Suns play any of their regulars. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's the line is reflective of that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, They might not even bring them, right? They might just leave they, them all they might not. Yeah. And that's not that's not definitive. That's not the same sure. as the Suns injury report saying they're out. Unless I've been yeah. recording this morning, unless I missed something else um, that was out there. But but typically, if the Vegas betting line is willing to put money on this, right? Because that's what's what's on the line here. Yeah. Uh, that suggests that there's a pretty strong sense that, that Phoenix is going to rest players. Yep. Uh, Jason said, are there any young players you're looking forward to watching over the last three days of the regular season? I think that's an interesting point because sometimes young guys get opportunities at the end of seasons that they don't otherwise. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. It's, it's, we're getting down to the point where some of these games, it's really hard to take anything overly definitive of, um, from from this right because it's so many of these games are completely meaningless that said you know uh, i i enjoy the thunder just are i mean they've been playing their young yes. guys 
all around, but it's just it's fun watching that their their kids play. It's been fun watching um, the Nuggets lean into a couple of the younger guys. Uh, their two first round picks, uh, Christian Brown and uh, uh, Peyton Watson, both got the start last night as they sat everybody against Phoenix. Um, so that's been kind of fun. Portland is borderline unwatchable right now mm-hmm. but a guy like Trendon Watford getting a chance to play a lot more and see the ball a lot more has been fun that they've got a uh, this kid Jonathan Williams who they signed and they actually gave a second year to um can play a little bit so he's kind of fun watching but with that so yeah I'm, I'm it's it's been been you know at least somewhat fun you know watching those guys out there uh Hey, Trevor, if the Suns rest their starters tonight, should the Lakers consider resting one of LeBron or AD? I don't think so. I think it's too important that they win. They need to win out to guarantee the seventh seed, which at least home court in the play I think is important. So I, I don't think you do. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. I think you put, put play them and then hopefully the game lets you rest. Yes. Right. In, in game load management, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Bill. Do you think there's any chance Embiid can still win MVP over Jokic? Yeah, I mean, he's the, the favorite. Going yeah, what do we mean still? Embiid is the favorite right now for uh, for MVP. So, yes, I, I think that that's – and you never know until the votes are in, but right now that feels like the, the, the likely outcome here. And we will probably do uh, early next week at some point. We'll we'll preview the play-in tournament, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into our postseason awards because we, we generally do a show on that. But, yeah, I, I think we're in a spot where uh, I'll just, you know, tip it now and give it early. Embiid's my pick for MVP, and I think he is going to win the MVP award. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that he will. And I think what, he, what we've seen over the last month or so of the season is what is, is going to cement that for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mohammed said, this is the best basketball show slash podcast. It doesn't yeah, it make is. sense. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense how you guys haven't blown up yet. Well, that's because we remain the best kept secret. Stop keeping the secret, yeah, everybody. Tell, tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a yeah, friend. This isn't this kind of secret you need to keep. No one's going to get hurt no. by telling this. We're not going to hurt our feelings. Tell everybody. Tell the world. Said, I hope you guys keep it up. What are your predictions for who makes it out of the West play in? So... I think we should just approach this because I believe the Thunder have the tiebreaker over the Mavs. They do. I think I think we should just assume that the play-in is what it is, right? The the current standings are how things are going to finish. Now, that said, the Wolves-Pelicans game on the last game of the season could very well switch this up. And so suddenly yeah. Minnesota is eight, or perhaps even if the Lakers drop a game, then suddenly we can get a three-way tie. But if things sit as they are right now, who do you see making it up? Uh, the Lakers and probably the Pelicans, just because I, I think they're enough better than uh, the Wolves and the Thunder. I, I love the Thunder; it's been a really fun story. I just that I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, Wolves Pelicans is a real toss up. It is, I, you know, I, the Lakers definitely, and I think the Lakers, if they stick at seven, I think they'd be no matter who it is in that first seven eight game. And I think for them to, I think they fully realize the importance of, hey, we don't want to be in a single game elimination spot. Yeah. In a, if we lose this game and we don't want to play an extra game, if we can avoid it, right? It's already been a grind to get through 82. We're going to have to play an 83rd. We don't really want to play an 84th game. Like, let's let's get that out of, out of the way right away. And let's just get into the postseason. So, yeah, I, I think it's, um, I think they're through. And then, yeah, Pelicans and Wolves, that's, that's quite, a, quite the toss up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's, I mean, 
the final game of the season between Pelicans and Wolves, what the way I'm projecting this to likely play out is that will determine who's eight and who's nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I think the two sides could see each other in the play in the play in in the in the elimination game, the second round of the play in. That wouldn't surprise me either. So, and I think that's a fantastic matchup where you can kind of flip a coin. But I agree. I think those. I think the Lakers get through. And then it's one of those two. I think I'm actually going to lean the Wolves just because I, I think they're kind of due. And I, I like the um, the size they've got on the wings, unless Zion is back. If Zion is back, then that gets switched to uh, Pelicans for me. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the report this morning because I know you've been catching up, but Sham Sharani reported they don't think they're going to have him for the play-in okay. uh, this morning. So that, that came out uh, uh, earlier this morning. I think it was around like you know 10 o'clock or so. Um uh, there may it might even been earlier than that, but yeah, he doesn't uh, project that. Uh, what is it? I'm reading it. Pelican stars Zion Williamson sidelines since January second is unlikely to return okay. to action in next week's playing tournament. So good, good to know. Yes, yeah. I've been been recording this morning, so I didn't yeah. did not see that. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the the wolves, I guess. Then, but it's super for close. me, super whoever's at, at home, like is good one. You know, and, and I think the wolves have a better home court advantage if they're at home. Then, then uh, I think it's definitely the worst. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of news, real quick. Yeah. Just Chris Middleton out again with a knee issue. Mm. Not good. No, I not had good. an MRI. The MRI came back clean, but they're giving him time to to rehab it. That that's not great if you're the uh, if you're you're mm. not the um you know, not after last year. Yeah, that's not not a great sign for them. So I think that's uh pr- pretty tricky um with that. So yeah, it's um. Yeah, that's not, not not good at all there. So just wanted to make sure we threw that out there because I don't yeah. think we've generally had like a ton of bucks uh, folks in the chat. Uh, Alan said, if the Thunder make the playoffs, do you guys see Chet playing no. even coming off the bench? I do not. No. no. No, you wouldn't throw a rookie in just in in the playoffs. No. Like, that, that would never happen. So no. Uh, senpai, as of right now, what teams are projected to be affected by the super tax? Yeah. I like that. It's good sticking with that super, oh, tax, super tax, baby. We're making it happen. Yeah. Fetch will happen in form of super tax. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> I like it. Could it could it mean they can't bring some role players back losing their mid-level exception? Yeah. Uh yes, that's what it means. But what right now it's really just the Clippers and Warriors. Uh, no, uh, my friend. We got who more else than is, that. is in there. Celtics are in that mix potentially ne- next year. Um they, it depends on be... some of the decisions they make, though. Sure. It's not like yeah. they're automatically yeah, it's only right. the Warriors and Clippers, like for sure. We know we're there, but like Celtics could be in that mix. Lakers could be in that mix, depending on how they sign, you know, what they sign uh, their, their free agents for um, with that. So, yeah, there, there, there's a handful of teams that are going to be in pr- pretty tough spots, uh, potentially with the uh, super tax, as, as our friend called it there, which I very much appreciate because mm-hmm. it makes far more sense than, than anything else. So here here's the teams I project to at least have decision points to make. Yeah. Uh this one may kind of catch everybody off guard, but Atlanta is uh-huh. potentially in that position. We'll see right. what it looks like. They mostly have a full roster, so they should be okay. But Boston could potentially be in that spot. Uh, Denver has a bunch of guys. Uh, Golden State, obviously, we talked about them. The Clippers, we talked about them. Lakers, pending how they uh, sign, resign. The Bucks, for sure, uh, with their 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 team, and if they resign Christmas. 
Middleton or are not, they're going to be extremely expensive. The Heat are already very, very expensive. They would have to shed some money uh, to make to give themselves moves room to maneuver. The Suns, we'll see what it looks like with a couple of their free agents. So those are the teams, you know, they're, they're kind of the tax teams right now. With the one notable exception, kind of being Atlanta. In there, but and the reason why Atlanta's hitting is you just got stuff kicking in for a bunch of guys. DeAndre Hunter, uh, you get Collins is up over 20 million, Trey Young's at 40 million, Capella's over 20 million, Bogdanovich signed his extension. So, so th- th- those are the teams you're looking at for the super tax. Okay, so you've got you've got a number of teams that are right yeah. there, but we'll see, we'll see. And yeah. and this is do we have any confirmation this is for sure going into effect July 1st? We do not. So that's another really important thing. All this tax stuff is going to be phased in over probably two or three years in the life of this new CBA, because what they're not going to do is tell teams, all right, hey, July 1st, get your get your crap in order. Like they're going to give them time to make decisions and get stuff figured out. So, yeah. Right. Okay. So so that's something to to factor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Trevor, I can tell it's the end of spring break in a lot of places. Cause man, the chat is goofy today. <laughs> is that, I was wondering, is that what is it, what yeah, it is? It's spring break. So. Yeah. Yeah. At some places are on spring, spring break, uh, April vacation, Easter break. Like, yeah, we're, we, we get some, some goofiness going on in there. Oh, is this, is this breaking news or is this stuff that I didn't see this morning while I was recording people in the chat right now talking about the Mavs sitting Kyrie tonight? Uh, let's see. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving is out. Josh Green is out. Tim Hardaway Jr. is out. Maxi Kleba is out. Christian Wood is out. Uh, oh my goodness. Luka Doncic is probable. So, so yeah, they might be calling, they might be saying we done. They're calling it a, a season there. I mean, it is top. Like they have to, cause they can't tie with the thunder. So that's really yeah. adding like an extra game in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the advantage of OKC and should push OKC yep. in there. Is that, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, how how big of a deal is that? The Mavs getting Kyrie and then falling completely out of not just the playoffs, but the play-in I mean that's that's quite a collapse. Maybe not Brooklyn Nets level collapse, you sure. know, with with their big three and, and everything, but but that's pretty significant, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I think um it's definitely a you know it's a huge disappointment for sure. It, it's funny because I've seen some people who like the, the Mavs were fifth in the West when they traded with Kyrie. Yeah, they were fifth in like a half game ahead of twelve. Right. So like that's not like it, I get it. It's a fall, but it's not like it was like, oh my god, they went you know five and twenty or anything like that. So they've definitely not played nearly as well as they had prior. So yeah, I yeah, it's it's disappointing for sure. I don't know that this is the wrong decision though, because let's face it, maybe they win in the play-in. They're not beating the Nuggets or the Grizzlies, right? Or I guess they right. could only really have gotten to the Nuggets. They're not beating the Nuggets in the first round, so. It, this is the old, I'd rather have a slight shot at the lottery and a mid first round pick than get in and just get killed in the playoffs, right? It, before the play in tournament, we always had teams kind of sitting on that, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, line of what were the question marks there. So I think it's a, um, I think we're in a spot where it is, uh, you know, uh, how do I put this? I think it's a um, thing where, this might be better for them in the long run because then you're going to get the better pick. And then that pick, you know, if you can keep it, that's the challenge, right? Cause it's only top 10 protected. So you got to, you know, hope you, you land. I haven't fully looked. We should probably look at that. Right. And see, let me look at the full league standings. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they land in the yeah, top I can, 10, I can switch over to that. Oh, they're right. Uh, they're probably not going to get there because they, Utah. They have to, yeah, Utah's already right. So that's that's the difference. Right, we talked about this months ago. Utah, Portland, the early movers of kind of shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Like you, they they gained and moved way up. Uh, those two teams in there. So that's the tricky part for Dallas. They may not even keep this pick even by shutting it down. My guess is these are real injuries, and they're like, yeah, it's not. We we can't play through them. That, that's probably more what it is. Yeah. I think that's got to be what's what's going on there. Yep. Um, Keith, let's go over this again. So uh, you get into the play-in, mm-hmm. and uh, so for the play-in teams, what happens with their draft picks and their and their slotting? Yeah, so the top ten will be set um, in, in this year. So just speaking this year, because none of these teams are tied. It's not like there's a East play-in team that is like you know eighth worst record or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are you know that they, they're all basically set right where we're in there with the this group of you know uh, teams that are the worst so what happens is if you lose in the play-in so let's take let's just use the bulls the bulls lose in the play-in they'll slot in right where they are right now now them and dallas could still flip-flop obviously you know that could happen so you could have dallas out of the play-in tournament 
and have a worse record than the Bulls, you basically slot in wherever your record would put you pre-lottery. Obviously, that's where you would slot into. Okay. So yeah. so where you actually – so winning or losing in the play-in isn't going to change your, your slotting in the draft lottery odds? It does not. You don't – a lot of people think it's the 10 teams that completely miss the postseason or 1 through 10, and then it is, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. are the, the results of the play, and that is not how it works. It's, it's You still slot into wherever you would have slotted into. So it is it is what it is. Even if you, yeah. if you finish 10th and you go on a postseason run – uh, and you and you you make your way through the play-in, and you make your way to the conference finals. You still get that. No, slot no, 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 that would change because then okay, you're in the that's playoffs. That's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah, that would change because you're not in the lottery then. Once that's you get in the playoffs yeah, proper. Yeah. Once the play-in is over, the lottery field is set by re- by regular season record. Okay. I guess that's the, probably the easiest way to explain it. Right. 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 Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That that makes sense. Yeah, if you yeah, if you you know if the Bulls magically made a run to the finals and then lost, like they they don't still get the whatever that works out to the thirteenth pick right. or whatever that that would not happen. They they would be sixteen or whatever it is. Uh, Jimmy helping us out in the chat saying, let's get to 25 K. Yeah. If if you are, if you're watching the show live right now, you're over on the, the NBA front office YouTube channels. That's the only place this is streaming. Subscribe, hit that, that subscribe button. Certainly uh, notifications. Then you won't miss the yell on Fridays. That's right. That's right. You got to get in here immediately to get to, to get the, the front office Friday yell. And you get, you get the, you get the mega man music too. Yeah, that's right. Just as good. Probably even better. Have you uh, have you seen Mario yet, Keith? Are I haven't. I want to though. Yeah, I want to see. So three movies. I want to see Air for sure. Yes, right? me that, too. That's a that's a lock. I want to see that. I really want to see the Mario movie, and I want to see Dungeons and Dragons because everyone I know who saw it, even people who are like I have no interest, have come out of it being like it was actually really good and pretty funny. So. That's one I'll probably wind up because I'm not gonna be able to talk my wife into seeing that one. So I'll probably sure. watch that one on uh, when it when it comes out on streaming yep. platforms. Yep. Uh, but we are planning to see Mario either today or, or tomorrow. That's that's nice. the plan here is, is yeah. to go see that. So awesome. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, let's see. Kyrie and Christian Wood ruled out. Yeah, we just talked about that one. The Mavs waving the white flag. Let's see. We'll go with it's not. Somebody said something about the Lakers are going to punt tonight to lose on purpose to lock that in. Doesn't set. help them. That's not no. That's they're not, not going to try to be the. You, the in no world are the Lakers going to try to be the seventh seed. No, over being the sixth seed. <laughs> that's no, not it, a thing. And that's also not the situation they're in. If they yeah. if they lose, all you do is you increase the likelihood that it's a three way yeah. tie, and then they yeah. then they would drop to eight. Yeah, you're not. They're they're trying to win. They're going to be trying to win their games, their yes. last two games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Keith, here, here's a cap-related question. Can the Nuggets keep Bruce Brown? It's going to be tough. They, 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 As we know it today, um, the most they'll be able to offer him is the taxpayer mid-level uh, because, again, we don't think we're going to be in a spot where we see that go away this coming off season, even with the changes coming. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be tough because he's probably outplayed that. But we'll see. I mean, he's kind of at the point in his career where he may look at me like, I'm really happy here. I like the role I have um, here. But he's also one of the kind of guys who the cap space teams probably don't prioritize day one out of free agency. But mm-hmm. it might be. And we're still sitting on $20 million in cap space. There's not a bunch of guys. All right, hey, Bruce Brown, we'll give you 15 
uh, on a shorter term contract and roll forward with that. The uh, the JJ Redick. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's that's yeah. what we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The Kings sitting guys tonight. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the Kings sat players tonight. Now, especially because the Memphis game matters so much in, in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Memphis is playing. Now, the Bucks are going to be sitting a lot of guys tonight, too. Yeah. So the Kings, by the time they tip off, will have a, at least some kind of idea of what's happening in Memphis versus Milwaukee. And if Memphis is winning, then the Kings really don't have much incentive to play their guys in this yeah. one. So, And it wouldn't surprise me either way if they just, just sat them and said – they may not care that much about the three seed versus the two seed. That, that yeah, must be reality. Over, oh, at least over rest. Rest may be more important to them yeah. than the three seed, and then moving up to the two seed. And we'll say they it wasn't. They didn't play last night. But what we're down to with teams is if things are basically locked in for these teams. So this has been a popular question about the Celtics. Are they going to play everybody? like this week or uh, tonight against Toronto, or are they just going to sit everybody for the last two games because they have nothing to play for? Well, the question that you look at is two, it's twofold, right? It becomes, do we really want to just sit guys just to sit guys uh, and then have them really not play for almost two weeks, a week and a half to two mm-hmm. weeks, depending on how long they've been out. It's the old Russ versus rest, right? Thing. And it's, this comes up far more in like the NFL when it's the, you know, what is it now? Week 18 sure, game, yeah. right? Of like, should we play or should we not play? And you know, what do we look like? And I think in the case of the, um, a lot of these teams, I think you generally see them, they kind of play game 81, like a, final preseason game where it's like, all right, guys are going to be out there, but they're not going to play a lot. And then they play game 82 is like, Hey, G league guys and end of bench dudes who are never going to play like, you know, have fun out there. You know, here we go. So you'll, you'll see that I think from the teams that don't have anything to play for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. The Kings Um, are super close to being in that spot. Do the Kings have a possibility of being upset due to their lack of playoff experience? Sure. I mean, the West is super compact. And that's uh, definitely a, a possibility. I mean, if the Kings are playing the Warriors, if the Kings are playing the Clippers, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, depending on Paul George's status, the Kings might not even be the favorite in that series. I don't think they're going to be. I, yeah. I think everyone is going to, whether it's the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. If it's one of those three teams that are the sixth seed, I think everybody's going to pick the, them to upset the Kings. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be the you know most popular upset pick on the board. And you know what? I think the Kings are like, let's go. Good. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. I agree. Yep. All right, uh, Gustavo. So, okay, so this is this is my theory. I put this out there on on Twitter last night because I, I agree with this. The Clippers will lose a game on purpose to get the Warriors playing Phoenix. So the Clippers finish the season against the Phoenix Suns. My prediction is this: the Warriors have to win out to guarantee that they don't fall into the play-in. If they lose one game and the Lakers don't lose, the Lakers move up. So the Warriors have to win out. However, the Clippers, because they have the tiebreaker over the Lakers, they can lose a game and still stay in the playoffs. I think they would prefer to see Sacramento over Phoenix. So my prediction is the Warriors do win out and the Clippers tank like crazy in their final game of the season against the Suns. And maybe who knows who's playing for the Suns. So maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But I think the Clippers do everything they can to lose that last game and drop to six and push the Warriors to five into a matchup with Phoenix with the one potential wrench being thrown into this being the Pelicans if the Clippers get into a three-way tie 
with the Lakers, the Pelicans, then it it could get kind of messy. But, but that, that was my, my prediction for what's going to happen and how this is all going to finish. I think Golden State finishes five and the Clippers finish six via uh, a tank on a day where the Warriors still can't tank because if they lose and the Lakers don't, then the Warriors can't risk falling into the play-in. Yeah, I think that's a really good call because I think what we're going to see with that, we'll know a lot more after tonight, right? Tonight is going to tell us a whole lot about how teams will approach the last two days of the season because then you'll get a real sense of, all right, what do we need to do or go in your point? not do right and i think you're right i think the clippers would rather be six and play the kings in the first round uh than play play the Suns. yeah i I think it's definitely true uh you know because phoenix looks phoenix kind of looks like they're turning into a little bit of a monster here at the uh Mm -hmm. end of the regular season so yeah i think you definitely would rather uh be be in that end and end of things so yeah and, and we've seen the clippers do seeding shenanigans before they do. Uh, where they've, they've, they've done some stuff there. So I just had to laugh on this one. Lakers need to win tonight. Start Mo Bamba. <laughs> Keith, people were livid that Mo Bamba did not play against the Clippers when Wendy Gabriel was getting blown up. Um, they were were so upset that, that Mo Bamba did not, did not play in that game. Coming off, uh, hasn't played for a month. Uh, and people were, were not happy that Mo did not get minutes in, once they saw that Wendy was, uh, was struggling. Sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's he's not good, guys. He's not a good basketball player. No. But it's just it's just hey, somebody bigger might have a better chance. But yeah, I I I mean, yeah, if they're seven foot twelve, like bigger, like maybe. But yeah, he's not he's not good. He's not good. He and he's not he's tall. He's not big. He's just tall. He gets pushed around all the time. Like it's not yeah. Go smaller, play play Vanderbilt more at the the five or you know undo and get damian jones back who apparently now makes three pointers so yeah. hey you know what i saw so i saw him you know hitting three pointers on the lakers and i was like yeah. this has to be killing trevor and i almost texted you and said hey on the bright side we're vindicated for saying that was a nice contract that's, that's right good I, signing. <laughs> Just, Keith, I was uh <laughs> i was at the we i did uh the play-by-play from uh the uh sports bar at oh, World, okay. Hilton, oh that's right um yeah. while the game was on so Fortunately, there were enough drinks there to where it wasn't destroying me that Damian Jones was doing that. But I was like, that's that's my guy. And there he is doing doing his thing. And of course, now he's hitting threes against uh, against the Lakers. So after you and I were like, man, we kind of like this signing like this. This was a good yep. under the radar signing. And then he proceeded to do nothing for nothing. like seven months of the season. Nope. Yeah. Nothing at all. It was, uh, it was frustrating. Funny. Hey, Carl Guzman skipping a meeting to watch this. That a boy. I like he it. Meeting anyway. It's yeah. a Friday meeting. We'll that catch meeting, you up on Monday. That meeting will be you're just good. fine. Yeah. Just yeah, fine. Nothing without you. It'll be yeah. just fine. Uh, all right. So this comment, this is something we've gone over, but what is a max, con- the max contract Austin Reeves can get from another team. If another team maxes him, should the Lakers match? Yeah. So he can get all the way up to his max uh, from, from another team. Uh, if they have enough cap space to offer him that challenges, nobody really does. So it's, you're probably looking at, I've been kind of calling the top out around four years, 80 million is probably, you know, maybe where it gets into like, boy, that's tricky, right? Cause it's yeah. $20 million and all that stuff. So, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, where that come comes around to um, with him, but that's where it is, uh, you know, that's probably the max he'd be looking at from another team because um, no one's necessarily going to go all the way to uh, the max roster. But 
they 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 could if they had the ability to. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think another team will necessarily do that, but they potentially could, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, no one's gonna. It's I like Austin Reeves. I think he's gonna get paid. I think four eighty is potentially on the table. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the point where the Lakers have to really given all these new rules that are coming and all that stuff. Um, that's where the Lakers kind of have to be like, uh, we're, what do we want to do? Right. Your whole idea of restrictive free agency is either make it painful for the team to match or make them really, really think about if they're going to match or not. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see if the new rules kick in saying that they'll only have 24 hours to decide as opposed yeah. to 48. And, I think that is coming in right. Right. I think that's going to be a day one thing for right. sure. On that. Yep. Uh, do you give the Knicks a realistic shot to beat the Cavs? A shot? Sure. I mean, a puncher's chance? I mean, they got to be fully healthy. Yeah, they that's, have that's all their key. guys back. If they're missing any of their guys, no, they don't have any kind of shot. I, You know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I uh, at one point in the season, the Knicks were what they were on a, a crazy winning streak. They were playing fantastic basketball. Obviously tailed off since then. If they somehow reignite in that way, then sure. They've got a shot, but I certainly would not make them the favorite. I would not expect them to win. I would expect the Cavs to win the series, but a chance. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you could have Julius Randle back and playing like Julius Randle or he's not, you know, it's just going to be, be a struggle for, for them. They just won't score enough. That'll be the problem. Keith, you can. So I have been saying this for literally weeks now that, the people keep saying anytime D'Angelo Russell has a bad game, I get people saying, go get Kyrie, go get Kyrie. I've been trying to make the point that the option for the Lakers, it is not, even if, even if Kyrie Irving says, I want to be a Laker, come and get me either double sign and trade, or I'll take 35 million in free agency. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that because of the the hard cap that you would trigger with a sign and trade, mm-hmm. it's not, 
you're not comparing D'Angelo Russell to Kyrie Irving. There's no question that Kyrie Irving is a better basketball player. Now you sure. talk about all the other stuff and debate, okay, would you rather deal with the other stuff that comes with Kyrie or, or whatever? But Kyrie is, is the better basketball player by a lot. It's not close. There's no question. Yeah. But it's not you're not comparing Kyrie and D'Lo. It's depth or Kyrie. What would you rather have on your roster? Because in order to land Kyrie, whatever path you're going to take to get there, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of the, the depth that the Lakers currently have. Yeah, I mean, you're basically, in order to have enough money to give him anywhere near the max, which is what it would take to be able to do that, you have to clear out everything that isn't LeBron and AD, right? Yeah. I mean, just putting it in very simple terms, that means, you know, everybody goes. And that's probably not really what, we just saw that for two yep. years. That's not what you want to do. You finally have built a good functional roster. I think the Lakers approach is going to be, Hey, we like what we built. This is the, like, we've seen it for roughly 30-ish games. I, I don't remember exactly how many games they had left around the trade deadline, but call it 30-ish games. We want to see what this, basically, this roster looks like uh-huh. for, you know, 82 games next year. I, I think I think the Lakers offseason may be one of the more boring in the NBA, and I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I think we, take, we need a little boring, honestly. That's it. Yeah, you've built a, a team that makes a lot of sense. Just you know, it's it's not going to be boring because you got to get the Angel Russell at the right number, Reeves situation. But just as far as full scale roster changes, I think you're going to see a roster that looks a lot like it looks today. And I'm out, and I'm I'm very okay with that. I, I think that's the smart way to handle this and move forward. With you know, we kind of like what we got. Let's see what this looks like fully uh, all the way through. And, and again, even if they do, because people immediately jump to that, oh, double sign and trade, D'Lo for Kyrie, do that. Mm-hmm. You're still hard capping yourself. Yeah. So oh, yeah, the next thing you know, yeah. you've got Kyrie at 45 million. You do D'Lo and Mo <laughs> yeah. Bamba or something. The next thing you know, you're like, oh, we brought back Austin Reeves at 11 million. And now we've got like $18 million left before the hard cap to fill out 11 roster spots. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it just, it doesn't, you're going to have to lose it. other you, stuff. You, that's my thing is you saw what that looks like. Like you've seen, you know, two years in a row, kind of what what it looks like when you have a roster with three dudes on super expensive contracts, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you're at. And you know, and then and then you would not have the mid range tradable contract of Taylor Horton Tucker, Patrick Beverly to yeah. flip into somebody. Else. You wouldn't even have those things on your roster. So yeah, just you know, run run, run with what you got. And you know, you mentioned that you think it's going to be a boring off season that instantly took me back to college. I had a, a professor, obviously I studied history. Uh, I took a class that was called British parliament and uh, day one of the course, the professor, first thing he says is this class is going to be very, very boring. He said the, the history of British parliament, while there's a few things that happened that were kind of exciting overall, it's very boring. And that's why we have to study it because they've had stability <laughs> And that's why it's important that we study, but it's not, it's not exciting. So just so, so you know, going in, it's going to be boring. That's kind of what the Lakers need here is they need a boring off season where you're keeping that consistency, that chemistry. Uh, you continue to build that over the off season, as opposed to here's 13 new players <laughs> every the last couple yeah. of seasons. To, to It's talk just about. not sustainable either. No. You know, this is not LeBron 2013 level peak, you know, you know maybe the, best player we've ever seen single season kind of deal anymore where he just you know throw any four dudes on the court with him and he's that good then he's gonna lift them it's not you know and now you got him and ad and then just get constant changing it cast the characters around him nah 
no, they're no, yeah. not not worth it. Somebody said Palinka won't make it boring. We're going to try to get Dame or Beal. Portland's not going to give oh. Damian Lillard to the Blazers. Blazers fan or to the Lakers. Blazers fans would never forgive them. Um, and just, I just how? I, I mean, the only way you do that is is to like like sign and trades, and it's just. I mean, he may try, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know. So it's not. Yeah, that's just you know. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, James Lopez, do you think NBA players are on steroids? I don't. I just don't think like. <laughs> I don't think it would I mean, be getting big and bulky would be that big of an advantage in, in basketball. I think if you tested the entire, if you took the entire league without them even knowing and tested them right now, all 500 ish guys, you'd probably have one or two pop up that are on some form of performance enhancing drugs. Just that's just the math of it. Um, but steroids specifically, yeah, probably not. But thanks for the dollar 99, I guess. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. It's a coffee. Um, let's finish with this. Who do you think should be the coach of the year? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I'm probably leaning Mark Dagnall um right now, just because that coach of the year tends to be which team really achieve the most. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, that's not right. It's it's uh it's uh my um uh Mike Brown. It's Mike Brown. Yeah, Sorry, I, I don't know even why. I no, but Dignall is a good, is a good legend. He's been good. Yeah, I think it's – and the reason why I was trying to go to it's whose team overachieved the most. That's generally what a lot of times Coach of the Year turns into. Um, but not only did Mike Brown's team overachieve the most, but, like, major, like, stuff he did to get them there, right? Yeah. If you look at it, I don't know how many people realize this when people have been kind of like, yeah, the Kings are fun regular season team. They are the best team on the road in the Western Conference, and it is not even close. They're the only team with a winning record on the road in the West, and they're 25 and 15 hmm. on the road. Like, that's, like, crazy, right? Like, like they win basically wherever they go. They win at a pretty good clip, and they they, they play really good basketball. So, you know, I'm, I, it should be Mike Brown, but Mark Dagnall, he, he would probably be the runaway guy if this was any other year, um, you know, then, then you didn't have the Kings existing with this. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I like the guy who asked at the Star Wars logo. You're not a big Star Wars guy, right? Me? Uh, no, like I've seen the the Maybe. six, you know, original. I haven't seen all of the, uh, like, seven, eight, nine. So I've seen enough of them, but no. So I unloaded today at Star Wars Celebration, which is in London. So it really? all kind of dropped at, like, you know, 8 o'clock uh, East Coast time. Here, like new movies, new TV shows, uh, another thing with Ray. So yeah, you have a, lot, a lot more Star Wars coming. It's been, world. it's always on my like to do list is to go watch more of that, to watch like Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, I just haven't gotten. I, I'm always so busy, I don't get to <laughs> that stuff. You. So uh, I do need to. That's get That's me in the Fast and the Furious movies. I, oh, okay. You know, end up, I'll admit, those in the John Wick movies, I've not seen them. Like I've seen, I've started Fast and the Furious like four different times and never came all the way through. So, mm. yeah, I get, I got to finish that up at some point. That that's always that's every year I say that's my summer project. And yeah, I just never end up doing it. That's uh, that's August and September viewing. Yeah. That's 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 what we have to to highlight yeah. that for. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it. things up there. Appreciate everybody for joining us here for uh, the NBA Front Office Show's live Friday special, Front Office Fridays. We will continue doing this. And next week, we're going to be talking about postseason basketball. Yeah, we are. Like actual postseason basketball. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Uh, appreciate everybody for joining us again. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to the podcast version, go follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See you and stay safe. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.